The first Tuesday in March, Christina's letter landed on my desk. March 4th was the kind of day San Franciscans smugly live for, bright and clear and dry. From my converted office in North Beach on the backside of Telegraph Hill, I could see the streets below were relatively empty, post-dot-com crash traffic had thinned out, and parking was mercifully and shockingly available. The gods of ease had smiled upon the city, just as the titans of commerce had deserted it. Christina and I had North Beach the way expats had Paris, full of pleasure and life. Our North Beach was the North Beach of Café Rico, family platters of garlic-stuffed veal and plates mounded with fusilli and bowls of grilled shrimp, of long coffee mornings and late nights, wine-soaked walks down Broadway, giggling at the bunch of bordellos and theaters. North Beach was an innocent Paris, a pre-dot-com quiet that even now after the crash has never returned if it was ever there at all. I should have been grateful to Christina for that brief and eternal city of love, but it's always hard to feel grateful to someone who amputates a thigh without benefit of anesthesia. No, it's hard to be grateful for that. Standing outside my office door, I watched two jays squawk and jabber from branch to branch. The new buds on the branches were that delicate shade of green that reminds me of young children. The still bare limbs the jays clung to recalled winter not long past. Inside, my assistant, Irene, was waiting for me, hands on her non-existent hips, a farmhouse print dress sharply at odds with the blackbird eyes, jerky and annoyed, perched above two bright red lips. Once, when I mentioned the thickness of her makeup, she pointedly added to it. Since then, I've acquired enough wisdom, without the benefit of marriage, to keep my mouth shut. She stabbed the letter at me before I even crossed the threshold. Open this, she demanded. I looked down at the white corner, almost touching my breastbone, ready to eviscerate my upper ribs. There was a little tremor to the envelope as Irene's fingers twisted with indignation or anger and God only knows what else. I stalled for time. Mind if I have a cup of coffee first? I asked. It's personal and confidential, she said, so I didn't touch it. Thank you. You know how I hate those. There's no reason I can't open them. No, there's no reason, Irene. I really don't need privacy. I don't need to have one or two things that you don't know about, a little tiny part of me you don't get to see, not any bigger than this envelope, I said, reaching out for the envelope and pulling it from her three fingers. Irene and I had long ago settled into our domesticated habits. She learned about all my peccadillos and miscues, then explained each as the fault of grasping harpies or the product of envious lies. She had written off men, long ago, on the heels of a scattering husband who left her with a car hocked to its eyeballs and three months of back rent. A wayward uncle had materialized soon after, and she had taken him in like a stray cat, turning him into a decent house husband while she stayed in the world as the breadwinner.